Hello and welcome to the Day Sun Digest podcast. I am your host for this episode, Angelina Davis. I am one of the liaison clinical pharmacists. And today I wanted to review an article that was published recently in Clinical Infectious Diseases by Satoshi Kakuchi and colleagues. And this article was entitled, Days of Antibiotic Spectrum Coverage, a Novel Metric for Inpatient Antibiotic Consumption. One of the reasons why I thought this article would be a great one to review is because it discusses some of the limitations that we face when we're using our most common metric for antibiotic use, antibiotic consumption, which is days of therapy or DOT. And it tackles some of those limitations and really proposes a way that we can revisit this metric and think of new ways to review antibiotic consumption especially when it comes to benchmarking use compared to other facilities. Now, when we think about days of therapy, this is a metric that is often normalized by the days of inpatient stay. So we many times think of it as DLT or days of therapy per thousand patient days, which is a very common metric. However, when we're using DLT, we have to be mindful that there are a number of limitations that exist. So one of the first is that DLT, when it comes to antibiotic consumption, can be heavily affected by the case mix. Now, this is something that we have seen even within our Dayson network, where oftentimes hospitals that may have a greater number of patients that are admitted with sepsis or other infectious uh, syndromes, then they may have a greater use of antibiotics based upon their their patient uh, volume of hospital stay. So in those cases, that can lead to an increase in the DLT. Uh, that may not necessarily be reflected fully when you're just looking at the metric itself as opposed to the metric and proper context of the admissions and the, the patient mix within that hospital. And so oftentimes we found ourselves having to dig a little bit deeper when it comes to the percent of patients that may have, may have been admitted with sepsis and other infectious diseases and begin to understand those disparities when they do exist a lot better. When you think about uh, how this has been addressed, even on the part of the CDC, when it comes to our standardized antimicrobial administration ratio or the SAR, when within the National Healthcare Safety Network or NHSN data, we know that the SAR is based on DLT, but then also it goes a step further to begin to risk adjust this based on hospital uh, level and unit level factors. So this is another way of really beginning to tackle some of the limitations that exist with just using DLT alone. One of the second things is that the DLT simply counts the days a patient received antibiotics. So it, it doesn't account for the spectrum or it doesn't account for uh, the type of infection that was being treated or, or the microorganisms that may have been present. So because of that, when we look at, for example, the use of a broad spectrum therapy such as uh, piperacillin, tazelbactam, or zosin as monotherapy versus the use of cefepine flagell, and this is often uh, heavily seen in many hospitals, whether they prefer one or the other, 
Although they have a similar spectrum of activity, the use of cefepine flagell will actually lead to twice as many DLTs being recorded. So although you have a similar spectrum of activity by use of either of those regimens, the fact that you're using the cefepine flagell may have some uh, providers or uh, definitely hospitals feeling as if they are being penalized for possibly choosing this alternative regimen. Also, number three, Days of therapy or DOT does not always reflect efforts to avoid the use of unnecessary broad spectrum antibiotics. So this would look like narrowing from an antibiotic like meropenem down to another agent, whether that is cefepime or maybe it's a uh, agent such as a fluoroquinolone, and you are actually streamlining and deescalating therapy. You're not giving credit for that quote unquote credit for that when it comes to the DOT metric, because it is going to look at both of those as being the same because you are administering antibiotics for the, the same period of time. So because of that, it doesn't account for the spectrum of the antibiotic use and doesn't give credit to the fact that we are actively streamlining or deescalating therapy. So there are some inherent limitations to our use of DOT. It wasn't surprising that Another view of this was proposed uh, by by Gerber uh, and colleagues, and in in that uh, particular study, they looked at the antibiotic spectrum index, and so this is called the ASI. And this was a scoring system for antibiotic spectrums. And it was an attempt to, instead of just solely looking at the days of therapy that was being provided, to consider the spectrum of the antibiotic that was uh, being prescribed. So it reflects the breadth of the antibiotic spectrum. But even when you consider this particular index, where you're evaluating or looking at the sum of the points uh, that an antibiotic agent received based upon the the spectrum of which it it covered, meaning that the higher the ASI, the more broader that antibiotic would be. It also had several uh, limitations uh, as well. So despite being very simple and easy to use and reflecting definitely importance of that spectrum when it comes to the how broad the antibiotic regimen may have been, Limitations existed, such as the selection criteria and definitions of categories for scoring were not clearly defined. So there's debate around uh, that aspect of this, that particular metric, as well as it does not comprehensively describe all antibiotic agents. And so Uh, In that particular index, the ASI index, there were a total of 14 categories, uh, but, you know, it is noted that it did not include all of the agents that are in clinical practice in the United States or even globally. And the fact that it has not been used as a cumulative measure for the purpose of benchmarking, whether that is benchmarking hospital to hospital or by unit. So there were limitations actually with both metrics, both the DOT as well as the ASI. So this particular article is describing the creation of 
of a new novel metric and attempts to explain the difference in use of this metric as opposed to DLT or or days of therapy. So this is going to uh, be an article where we just gain further insight as to how we can begin to think about antibiotic use and antibiotic consumption in our facilities and whether over time we develop a better way to really capture all the elements of stewardship uh, without solely relying on just utilization uh, based upon the days of therapy that were prescribed. Okay, so next I want to explain a little bit about how they uh, really developed this new metric, which was uh, called the DASC score, which is a days of antibiotic spectrum coverage. And I want to keep this relatively simple because it does get a little bit complex when we think about how the antibiotics were classified based upon their spectrum. However, in order to develop the antibiotic spectrum scoring system, uh, they actually broke out Uh, the bacterial pathogens into two domains. And so those two domains were wild type organisms that did not have acquired resistance mechanisms and those that were commonly isolated microorganisms with specific mechanisms of acquired resistance. So there were those two categories. Then they evaluated 77 agents, and these were 77 antibiotic agents that were currently marketed in the United States, as well as uh, some additional agents that are available internationally. And of those uh, 77 agents uh, in 16 organism categories, 11 wild type and five acquired resistance, they were able to calculate uh, this DAS score by aggregating the antibiotic spectrum coverage of all of the antibiotics that were used in a day. So (laughs) I know that's a lot to take in and and I just want to simplify this a bit. Let's use the example of ceftriaxone and azithromycin. So if you were administering ceftriaxone and azithromycin for a day, that would equate to two DLT per day, right? You have uh, azithromycin, one DLT, and the ceftriaxone is one DLT combined, two DLT per day. However, when you're considering uh, use of this DAS score that's being that's aggregating the um, antibiotic spectrum coverage for each antibiotic, then the ASC or the antibiotic spectrum coverage, the ASC score for ceftriaxone is six and the ASC score for azithromycin is also six. And so when you combine those two, they have a DAS score of 12 per day. And so that's taken into account the spectrum of spectrum of each of those agents and giving it a, um, a higher scoring based upon how broad that regimen actually would be. And so the narrower the spectrum, the lower the, the ASC score would be, and therefore you would have, uh, in essence, a better representation of the antibiotic spectrum when you're considering the DAS score. All right, so when we look at the results of this particular analysis, there were 77 antibiotics that were evaluated. And the AS scores uh, range anywhere from 2 to 15 with a median of 6. Now, when you compare the days of therapy or DLT versus the DASC, This is where we're going to see some differences come into play. So I want to use the example that they outline in the article, which was a regimen of ceftriaxone and metronidazole that was switched to uh, erdipenem on day four. Now, when you look at the total uh, DAS score for the ceftriaxone 
in metronidazole, that was eight. The ASCOR for ceftriaxone was six and metronidazole was two. So you combine that together and that overall DAS score was eight, as opposed to erdipinum at the point when they switch, which had an ASCOR score of nine. So uh, eight versus nine, there was uh, only a slight variation between uh, that value. However, when you look at the DLT, daily, then you go from a DLT of two to a DLT of one. So there is a uh, 50% drop in the DLT when it just comes to overall utilization because you're going from the use of two agents to one. However, you can see a more notable difference when a patient is being empirically treated with seven days of vancomycin and piperacillotazobactam or Zosin, where the DAS score is a total of 16. And when you are making that switch or that de-escalation from vancomycin and Zosin to ceftriaxone and metronidazole, then you go down to an AS score of eight. So when you look at that total, you're looking at a total DAS change from 112 in terms of that total duration uh, of therapy that they had for those seven days, as opposed to a DAS score of 80. Now, when you look at the DLT, because you're going from the use of two agents, which was vancomycin and piperacillin tazelobactam, to the use of two different agents, ceftriaxone and metronidazole, your DLT, your total DLT actually remains the same. So the total DLT remains at 14, despite the fact that you've had a de-escalation that has occurred. So this is a prime example of how the DLT does not adequately reflect the fact that de-escalation streamlining has occurred as opposed to DASC, which is going to give you a better indicator as to the streamlining and de-escalation of the regimen. Use of such a, a metric can actually be appealing in some cases because currently the DLT and the SAR that are commonly used metrics, they do not reflect efforts to narrow the spectrum um, of the antibiotic being prescribed. So the DAS metric actually shows that you're able to do so with this calculation. However, there are always limitations to um, being able to utilize such a metric. So one problem that it still doesn't address is appropriateness of therapy. Although we do have a better understanding as to the impact of de-escalation or streamlining, we cannot speak to whether or not those changes were appropriate. So although something may improve the DAS score, it doesn't mean that that was the best decision to make. It does, still doesn't address that aspect. Additionally, it's going to inherit limitations similar to use of the DLT when it comes to extended interval dosing. So if, if you have a patient that has renal dysfunction or hepatic dysfunction, and the dose has to be modified to, for instance, a Q48 hour regimen, then you cannot account for that adjustment or that change effectively using the DAS score um, is going to pretty much account for uh, the a similar uh, day administration rate as it would in days of therapy. 
uh, also, it did not consider patient level case mix or the prevalence of antibiotic resistance that may be present in the facility or in the hospital uh, that is actually uh, recording that score, especially when it's used for benchmarking. So if you have an instance where there is more resistance in one facility than the other, it doesn't take that into account. And then finally, they assume that if an antibiotic had a similar spectrum of activity, that it would also have a similar ability to uh, selectively pressure the environment. And we also know that is not true. Some broad spectrum antibiotics actually may drive more resistance than others. So those are many of the limitations that were present and at play, even if you're using this um, new and novel metric for comparing antibiotic use. Overall, we know that uh, looking at these metrics is a very complicated process. There are a lot of things that we see when we are evaluating this data that we want to correct for. So it's very important for us to be able to communicate those limitations, especially to our administrators um, and other healthcare providers. So there is a better understanding as to what each of these metrics, especially when we're using days of therapy and our SAR metric, what they actually mean and represent so that we can gain a better understanding as to how they can be useful. But it is extremely hopeful that this new and novel metric can be improved over time or maybe sparks some level of interest in developing um, other metrics that can also evaluate these levels of streamlining and de-escalation and other aspects of antimicrobial stewardship that we are extremely interested in. We don't want to get stuck on just the number or the metric in terms of the DOT as our goal, but also we want to make sure that we're using it in proper context with regard to the patient population that we are seeing and treating, and then also the work that we're doing on the other side in terms of being able to curtail overuse and also uh, look to streamline and, and de-escalate antibiotics further. So all this needs more evaluation and more study. I do think this concept is very interesting and it highlights something that we have been seeing once again, definitely in our network, in, in other um, even national data and reports that shows that differences in patient case mix and resistance issues, um, and even uh, things such as renal hepatic dosing, all of those things factor into our ability to effectively benchmark this data and look at it uh, as a true comparator of antimicrobial stewardship from facility to facility. So I hope this helps you uh, in understanding uh, these metrics and in also understanding some of the work that's currently being done to try and improve upon them so that uh, we can, number one, appreciate the fact that we do have DLT in SAR as uh, currently because uh, back when I first started practicing, those things were not as readily available, especially the SAR. Um, but then also that we can appreciate the fact that we're still growing in this very early uh, stage of antimicrobial stewardship work and being able to address some of these variances with the metrics and uh, optimize them as much as we can. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed. And until next time, take care.